This episode of News Dump is brought to you by Freshly and Purple. Ah, the metaverse. Much like the passage of time, the widespread adoption of a metaverse concept is pretty much guaranteed. And one day, everything that you could do outside in the wasteland formerly known as Earth, a place ravaged by climate change, war, and famine, will be done from the relative safety of a computer chair or a VR headset or whatever the hell modern computing looks like at that point in time. Where the only thing you really got to worry about is getting a blood clot that's going to go straight to your lungs and drop you dead instantly. Yeah. But since we're in the extremely early stages of metaverse engineering, we get a front row ticket to all of the mistakes, the absurdities, and pitfalls of trying to do everything within a single platform or property. So, yeah, there's a few notable examples of companies on the forefront of building out a metaverse right now. I mean, Facebook has Oculus, Microsoft has Minecraft, Roblox has Roblox, and Epic Games has Fortnite. And we're sure there's plenty of other examples and some that probably aren't spawned directly from gaming. But those are the big ones right now. And those are the ones that are actually attempting to build something bigger than themselves. Now, at its core, a metaverse is a virtual space whose goal is mimicking the physical world in its own unique way. You can play a game, go to school, work, watch a movie with friends, go to a concert, whatever. All within a literal virtual reality. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to focus specifically on Fortnite for now because their latest experience is what's making a lot of... Uh, it's making a lot of news this week. <laughs> yeah, and just a lot of uh, head shaking. They, and... they dumped gallons of gasoline on the discourse and they lit said, a match. They said, what can we do first? What's the first thing we could do? Uh-huh. Yeah. So Fortnite has been slowly but surely introducing new experiences to their metaverse for a couple of years now, starting with live events that actually did affect the storyline of their game, mm -hmm. and then introducing activities that have nothing to do with the original game itself, things like concerts and movie screenings. They've had DJs do live performances in-game, complete with full production, and they also famously held live screenings of Christopher Nolan films, which is how his films were always intended to be viewed. Yes, inside of a video game while people throw plungers at the screen. Uh, with these events, though, uh, there's not really any kind of detrimental social commentary to take away from as to why or why not expanding these metaverses could have negative consequences. Uh, the worst we saw with movie and trailer screenings was people throwing shit at the screens or standing in front of you and doing the Orange Julius while you're trying to watch a, a Nolan film. Which, yeah, it's certainly an annoying way to watch something. Now this week, the Fortnite metaverse took a step towards the more serious side of things and attempted to educate the game's vast audience by essentially creating a virtual history class that would educate those who chose to experience it on the civil rights movement, specifically Martin Luther King Jr. In partnership with Time Magazine, Fortnite unveiled the March Through Time DC in 63 experience. Uh, here's from a press release regarding the experience. I have a dream. Time Studios presents March Through Time, an all-new experience where we celebrate the life and legacy of Nobel Peace Prize recipient Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. March Through Time will teleport players nearly 60 years in the past to a reimagined Washington, D.C. called DC 63. Developed by members of the Fortnite creative community, this fully immersive experience will allow players to witness the civil rights teachings of Dr. Martin Luther King. In DC 63, players will travel to the Lincoln Memorial and the United States National Mall where Dr. King made his iconic I Have a Dream speech. The experience will also feature museum-inspired points of interest and quests you can complete with other players. These quests should bring an important reminder that relates to Dr. King's speech. We move forward when we work together. Completing the Dr. King and Civil Rights Movement challenges will unlock a DC 63 spray for your locker. 
And like with all of everything we're about to show you and discuss, it's it's just absurd. It's very it's, surreal, yeah. and it's it it's strange to witness um, more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Luckily, because uh, there are bumpers on the side of Fortnite where you can't just do anything, which is good. Uh, but we'll get to it. They didn't put a lot more bumpers up on this until a little bit too late. They some... vastly overestimated the maturity of uh, your average Fortnite user. No, they just simply said, "What if we, what if we also could uh, educate as well as entertain?" And no yeah. one thought to question anything. This about is what all would just. Happen. This is an idea that was thought up in a boardroom by people who have no direct connection to Fortnite. Or yeah, gaming. Like, couldn't or, this gaming, this Fortnite, be doing something more to yeah. help the youth of America? What do the than... kids love? Fortnite. Oh, they're doing concerts in Fortnite. Oh, what did you say, young intern? What if we did this other thing in Fortnite? They're like, yeah, it's technically possible. Okay, cool. Well, we're all making way too much money for our jobs, uh, so... Let's do it. Get to work. Yeah. Which, like, again, in theory... This is great. Not even in theory, though. If you want to educate some kids who maybe wouldn't otherwise be interested in the topic, what better place than within a game they already love playing? What better place to learn about Martin Luther King, a man assassinated with a gun, than in a game where you can assassinate people with guns for hours at a time? Yeah. And look, again, in theory, learning something while playing a game, great. Also, I would assume a lot of people use games as a way to escape reality, including kids who don't want to do homework while playing a game. But this is a separate experience. It's not like they forced it on everyone. So look, fine, whatever. Maybe a bunch of people will go into the experience to see what it's all about. Or, you know, just a, I want that exclusive spray. I got to have them all. So yeah. I'll, I'll go through with this and, and see what's up. And they, you know, maybe they'll come out with a different perspective than they went in with, or at least a firsthand look at a historic moment in American history. Problem is, this is the internet. This is a gaming community. And this is a game that has openly embraced the, the wackiness by having goofy player skins, funny dances, and lots of ways to emote your character. It's also a game that has partnered with dozens of brands in order to bring custom skins from famous movies, comic books, and elsewhere into the game. You could be a character from the Avengers or a DC villain. You could be LeBron James, Ninja, a Ghostbuster, Deadpool, a Demogorgon, or a Xenomorph. It's all possible. And you could be all of that, and more, while strolling through a virtual Washington, D.C., learning about Martin Luther King Jr., which, as many have pointed out, is a completely odd and surreal scene. Yeah. Uh, here's a couple screenshots and some context from Chris Franklin, who also goes on to talk about the event and why it does or doesn't really work. I think Rick Sanchez and the Xenomorph from Alien learned something today and have been given a lot to reflect on. And yeah, there's the Xenomorph sitting down, uh, taking in a famous quote, and there they are standing together, holding up some inspiring signs in virtual DC. Yeah. Uh, he goes on to add some words that uh, kind of reflect how we also feel about this, saying, it's frustrating because I don't want to be snarky and dismissive. The intent here is good, and the little ludic metaphors about collaboration and teamwork and togetherness are perhaps corny and condescending and shallow, but they managed to make it more than a digital museum. But this is one of the many, many problems with the platform as a metaverse idea. You can't sell licensed skins for your social battle royale party one minute, then expect it to be a serious place to learn about history the next. Fortnite, by its nature, can't be everything. <laughs> 
Uh, he continues, I mean, this is the loading screen I got when I quit out of the March Through Time instance. Aim for the head is a hell of a thing to tag on the loading screen for a tribute to MLK. And granted, it's random, and it's unrelated to the event, but that's my whole point. You can't just place a somber reflection on race and history in America in the middle of your party time battle royale any more than you can comfortably hold a wake in a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> yeah, that's a great, great metaphor. Yeah, uh, a proof of this was everywhere on the first day of the event, where it was very apparent that Epic Games had no idea just how weird it would look for a bunch of random characters from the, throughout the history of gaming, comics, movies, and music to dance around however they please on the National Mall while a gigantic projection of MLK's I Have a Dream speech was projected onto a wall. It's just like, hey, look, it's Marshmallow. Uh, this tweet and the corresponding video posted by at Java Jigga sums up the first day pretty well. It is 1963. My grandmother is attending the March in Washington. It is 2021. Her grandchild is doing the Tootsie Slide as a fedora joker in the Fortnite March on Washington. And, uh, yeah, in the video, that's the fucking Joker having a blast, dancing in the Lincoln Memorial reflecting pool while the speech plays. It's very surreal. Uh, and, yes, uh, the juxtaposition, it's pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, pretty safe to say that MLK's dream is officially dead. <laughs> yeah. And Fortnite killed it. Mm -hmm. Great job, gamers. Anyway, within hours, Epic Games finally figured out that this was not a great look, and they decided to restrict the emotes that players could use. That's, yeah, that's all that needed to be done. I mean, uh, at, like, there's no way they didn't think of this beforehand. So it almost seems like a, look, let's just see what happens. Yeah. Um, all press is good press, right? Uh, let's get someone um, doing the Gangnam style in front of uh, the Lincoln Memorial dressed as a balloon animal. From Kotaku, today, seemingly in response to players being shitty and using emotes to be disrespectful or toxic during the event, Epic has now disabled all emotes during the March Through Time experience. The only exceptions are the eight emotes Epic included by design to be used during the event. A sitting and protesting emote, among others. <laughs> Community reaction to this event and its now disabled emotes has been mixed, with some angry that Epic even allowed emotes to be used at all during the event, and others confused why Epic is taking what they see as a scorched earth approach to the problem. It should be noted that Epic actually disabled some toxic emotes, including the ability to toss tomatoes, right? They launched the event, so it seems the publisher was aware that players using emotes distastefully was a potential problem, making it odd that the company even waited 24 hours before deactivating all non-approved emotes. And uh, it was, you know, at first it worked perfectly because, as we all know, the end of the speech ends with, uh, can I get a dab for that? And everyone in the crowd, even the fish guys running around, mm -hmm. they all did the dab. I have a dream that someday my children and uh, and uh, children of the white race may someday uh, do the, the Tootsie Shuffle and the dab and uh, whatever other, the, the Carlton, the Carlton. Yeah. in uh, Fortnite. Yes. Dream come true. But uh, while we're on the topic of absolutely surreal shit being posted online, Ugh. let's crack open the Ivermectin files and check in on that group of weirdos. Y'all ever shit worms down the libs? Hell yeah. Uh, in case you missed our most recent episodes or somehow haven't heard of the latest miracle cure, which is not a cure, YouTube, joking, for COVID uh, that anti-vax people are latching onto, they have somehow convinced themselves that livestock medicine will heal them if they get a bad case of the COVID, despite a free vaccine already available. And also despite the fact that ivermectin is used for deworming livestock and absolutely has not been approved for treating COVID. Uh, 
we go over more of that on our milk crate video from earlier this week. But thanks to a post on Twitter from user at CutThePaste, we get an exclusive look inside the Facebook groups of people who are willingly embracing this latest craze. And uh, it is as bonkers as you can imagine. And we should probably start this segment off with a good old-fashioned Internet Today warning about consuming food during the following segment. Put the sandwich down. I see you there, Dave. Yeah. Put the sandwich down. And it, it should also be noted that this is the Internet. People can, anyone can post anything. But uh, a lot of this seems to line up with straight up what you would expect from people. There's posting. definitely a few uh, admitted trolls yeah. that have gotten into these groups and messed with the people just to have a little fun. But Yeah, uh, but then there's also some that I read a few and I was like, this is too ridiculous. And I like, didn't include it. So I was like, yeah, yeah the, with a grain of salt. But this is the type of people we're dealing with here. So Facebook has a feature that allows you to post a text update, but spice it up a bit by making it an image with some art or emojis or whatever. Total boomer shit. Yes. And uh, this thread starts out with that kind of post, but written across a graphic containing emojis that are laughing so hard that they're crying. And the message is, wife is getting really sick. Uh, another reads, how can I get my taste and smell back? Wondering how long it has taken you or someone you know. Any way to bring it back? Uh, one user asked uh, the following, might be a stupid question, but has anyone pooped out worms from taking Ivermectin? I'm just curious. To which a very supportive person replied, yes, but even though I've been expelling rope worms with coffee enemas for a while now, it's different with Iver. It was about six weeks after taking it weekly, and it's happened the last two weeks, the day after taking it, that I got this tummy rumbling like I had to go with diarrhea. So I go to the pot, and out comes a bile dump with full rope worms, heads and all. I'm especially happy for the bile dump and, of course, the worms. We'll see what this week brings. <laughs> God this damn is, uh, giving us very clear flashbacks to when people were drinking just a little bit of bleach. You know, just a little bit. I think you mean Miracle Mineral Solution? Yeah, which was, yes. It was Literally like bleach. diluted bleach. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they were doing that to cleanse their bodies. And sure, that was, something was coming out, but what was coming out was pieces of their organs. Yeah, your intestinal lining. lining. <laughs> yeah. It's like you've given your digestive system uh, what happens to a, a woman's reproductive organs on a monthly basis mm -hmm. for no reason. There you go. So, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, the posts, they do continue. And uh, hold your breath for this one. Y'all might think this is gross, but okay. I don't use toilet paper or rarely do just when I have to away from home. I think just smearing poop with paper just doesn't get my butt clean. So I wash after, every time. So a few days ago, I did the topical application by rubbing two cc's on my belly, then again 48 hours later. Last night, my belly was kind of hurting. Went poop a few times, very loose stool, and of course, I washed. This morning, I did my business, got up off the pot, and I felt something touch me in the back of my leg. I put my foot on the far side of the tub, squatted down, and sat with my other thigh on the edge of the tub, and I washed my butt with soap and water like normal. Well, when I got up, I noticed this long stringy thing in the tub under where my butt was. That's what touched the back of my leg. Damn thing was a little over a foot long. I actually took a pic of it, but I don't want to gross y'all out even more. Elliot, where'd you go? And yeah, this all sounds crazy, but I mean, does it sound crazy? Have you looked around recently? Uh, Business Insider sent the image of the, the worm 
to Dr. Wesley Long, a clinical pathologist and the director of diagnostic microbiology at Houston Methodist Hospital to see if this was even possible. His response, it was not a worm. Long said the thread-like excretion could be a part of the person's previous meal as people commonly mistake vegetables in their poop for worms, but he said that ingesting topical treatments meant for animals could wreak unprecedented havoc on someone's digestive tract. I would say that if people are taking product designed for topical application or products designed for cows, horses, or other things, then there's no telling what that might look like on the back end, so to speak, Long said. Many in the ivermectin Facebook groups are calling the strings in their excrement rope worms, but Long said there was no such medical diagnosis. He said people were likely just seeing intestinal mucus or perhaps shedding parts of the intestinal lining. Both could look like worms to an untrained eye. I'm all right. Don't worry, I'm healthy now. I shit out all the bad stuff. So, you know, even if I don't have COVID, at least I'm just, you know, getting rid of all the... I'm know, I'm my bile dumps are healthy. I'm shooting ropes over here. <laughs> Not in the way you're thinking, though. But they're damn near a foot long in some cases. Oh, fuck. Anyways, we oh. live in hell. Um, we do have some less disgusting news coming up for you, though. Uh, right after we thank today's sponsors. And we'll start with the one that's trying to help you get to sleep at night. I'm going to need this one. <laughs> purple. Only purple mattresses have the grid. Its unique ventilated design allows air to flow through to help you sleep cool. Even when it feels like a thousand degrees out, you'll be sleeping cool on the grid because the grid is amazingly supportive for your back and legs while also cushioning your shoulders, neck, and hips. No matter how you sleep, unlike memory foam, which remembers everything, the grid bounces back as you move and shift. So you never get that I'm stuck feeling that you do with memory foam. We've got some experience with the grid because of the purple pillow they sent us. And uh, yeah, very great in the summertime. Mm -hmm. None of that sweaty neck sweaty face stuff you deal with in the, the hot nights. And you just fall nice right into air it. Flow, yeah, you fall into it, but you're not trapped by it. Very nice. Uh, I've been loving it for last year, and I can't go back. <laughs> so try your Purple mattress risk-free with free shipping and returns. Financing is available, too. Purple is comfort reinvented. Right now, you'll get 10% off any order of $200 or more. Go to purple.com slash newsdump and use promo code newsdump. That is purple.com slash newsdump promo code newsdump for 10% off any order of $200 or more. Purple.com slash newsdump, promo code newsdump. Terms apply. This episode is also sponsored by Freshly Stressed, yeah. Tired, yeah. and Just Don't Feel Like Cooking. Hell yeah. Food that's fast doesn't have to be fast food. Freshly offers quality meals without the hard work of prepping, cooking, and cleaning. We've both used Freshly when work and life become overwhelming, but you still want to eat well without the stress of shopping, cooking, planning, and all that. It is great. Freshly offers chef-made, nutrient-packed, delicious meals delivered fresh to your door. No cooking required. In grocery shopping and cooking, it can be a pain, especially right now. And with Freshly, you don't have to. Your meals, they arrive cooked and fresh every week, so you can keep your fridge stocked and skip the trip to the store. Ordering is easy. You visit Freshly.com and you choose from over 30 delicious, satisfying, better-for-you meals like steak peppercorn, sausage-baked penne, or their chicken pesto bowl. Freshly can fit your lifestyle with a variety of plans and meals to pick from that work for your dietary needs, preferences, tastes, and family size. And now, our viewers can try Freshly for just $6.16 per meal. Stop searching the internet for healthy food near me every night and start living life freshly. Your meals are always delivered fresh, never frozen, and are ready to heat and enjoy in just three minutes. 
With new meals added each week, Freshly brings the convenience of chef-made, nutritionist-designed classics right to your kitchen. Freshly is offering our viewers, that's you, $40 off your first two orders when you go to Freshly.com slash newsdump. Mm. Stop stressing about dinner. Go to Freshly.com slash newsdump for $40 off your first two orders. That is Freshly.com slash newsdump for $40 off your first two orders. All right, back into the news with some lawsuits. Objection! The naked baby from the iconic album cover of Nevermind by Nirvana is, after all these years, and after numerous public appearances and features and recreations and interviews with large publications, uh, they've decided to sue the band over that album cover in what appears to be appears to be a clear attempt at uh, milking some money out of the band. Yeah. Uh, and Or as many have put it over the past week, Nirvana Baby still chasing that dollar. Yeah, it's, this, is, this is like an onion headline. Yeah. It's too on the nose. Now, before we get into the story, we should, again, reiterate that Spencer Eldon, who is now in his 30s, has over the years participated happily and willingly in numerous promotional events regarding the album cover, from anniversary celebrations to photo recreations to interviews. Uh, so it's just odd that now, all of a sudden, he's got a big problem with it. But uh, here's what's happening according to the New York Times. Spencer Eldon, 30, says Nirvana engaged in child pornography when the band used a picture of him naked on the cover of the Breakthrough album. Spencer Eldon was four months old when he was photographed by a family friend in 1991, drifting naked in a pool. In the decades that followed, Mr. Eldon appeared to celebrate his part in the classic cover, recreating the moment for the album's 10th, 17th, 20th, and 25th anniversaries, though not naked. It's cool but weird to be part of something so important that I don't even remember. He said in 2016 in an interview with the New York Post in which he posed holding the album cover at 25. Now, however, Mr. Eldon, 30, has filed a federal lawsuit against the estate of Kurt Cobain, the musician's former bandmates Dave Grohl and Chris Novoselic, and Mr. Cobain's widow, Courtney Love, among other parties. He claimed that they, along with Geffen Records, which released Nevermind, profited from his naked image. It is one of the best-selling records of all time, with at least 30 million copies sold worldwide. Quote, defendants knowingly produced, possessed, and advertised commercial child pornography depicting Spencer, and they knowingly received value in exchange for doing so, according to the lawsuit, which was filed on Tuesday in federal court in California. Mr. Eldon suffered permanent harm because of his associations with the album, including emotional distress and a lifelong loss of income earning capacity. The lawsuit did not provide details about the losses and said they would be disclosed at trial. Hmm. Among all of the accusations, I doubt that he lost any income earning opportunities. We, we were going to hire it. you, but we recognized you as the literal four-month-old baby from the Nirvana album cover. We don't want to be associated with any of that. Yeah. Uh, it continues, Mr. Eldon, an artist living in Los Angeles County, has gone to therapy for years to work through how the album cover affected him, said Maggie Maybe, one of his lawyers. Quote, he hasn't met anyone who hasn't seen his genitalia. It's a said. baby dick. It's a constant reminder that he has no privacy. His privacy is worthless to the world. This is ridiculous. Uh, the lawsuit said that Mr. Eldon is seeking $150,000 from each of the 15 people and companies named in the complaint, including Kirk Weddle, the photographer who took the picture. Uh, now, as for the question of why now, it appears that Eldon got more and more aggravated about the whole thing as the years went on, saying in more recent interviews, it'd be nice to have a quarter for every person that has seen my baby penis. And, quote, Recently, I've been thinking, what if I wasn't okay with my freaking penis being shown to everybody? I didn't really have a choice. See, no one would know that that was you if you hadn't gone out of your way to associate yourself with that photo. Mm -hmm. It literally looks like a generic white baby. Yes. 
So any reputational or personal harm that has come to you due to this photograph is due to you going out of your way to associate yourself with it. Yeah. That's my take on this. In the court of Elliot, dismissed. <laughs> dismissed. But uh, one thing that appears to have finally set this guy off seems to be that he felt a little disrespected by the band, essentially ignoring him uh, from the article. He said that his feelings about the cover began to change just a few months ago when I was reaching out to Nirvana to see if they wanted to be a part of my art show. Mr. Eldon said he was referred to managers and lawyers. Why am I still on their cover if I'm not that big of a deal, he said. Oh, my God. Uh, Look. Uh, I mean, we're not lawyers. We don't know how much merit this lawsuit has. Uh, seems to be a bit of a reach. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to go, you know, this route of claiming that he was abused or some shit or that it was produced with the intention of being pornographic. I guess we'll see how this plays out. But, uh... Didn't they have to put a sticker over the PP in some of them? Um, probably. Yeah. It is weird, because it's like, you go anywhere... You see naked babies just like all over the place because they got to get their diapers changed and shit. You go to the park on any given Sunday, you're going to see a baby dick. Not on purpose. It's just there. And uh, I mean, there are people out there who are sick fucks who probably yeah. probably get really excited about that. But like, I feel like for 99.999% of people, it's just like, yeah, it's a... It's a baby. It's a, fucking naked it's a baby. baby. They're naked a lot. It's a baby, naked baby on the Because they're babies. Yeah. They're, in, they're generally just naked a lot because yeah. they shit and pee everywhere. So We'll see how this turns yeah. out. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> Speaking of uh, yeah. how things played out, uh, we briefly mentioned the very strange shell game that appears to be playing out at uh, over at the Jeopardy uh, studios over the, the classic game show Jeopardy. They just can't seem to find a permanent host for that dang program. <laughs> Now that Alex Trebek is dead, yeah. this, it's like it's like seeing one of these historical dynasties that's just been doing great for hundreds of years, and then their last great king dies, and it's like the whole thing falls apart well, within months. We were going to let Spencer Alden host, but it uh, turns out he was naked on an album cover 30 years ago. I'm sorry. I just feel very uncomfortable knowing that I've seen your baby penis. Yeah, everyone on watching Jeopardy is just going to be thinking about your baby penis every time you have a question. So last week, it was news that the show's executive producer, who no one had ever fucking heard of, yeah. uh, he, had, he, he had just picked himself for the hosting gig yeah. after being the person in charge of uh, finding the new host. Yeah, he, he was the executive producer for like a, a very short amount of time. Yeah, he's like, all right, so I've looked at all these people. I, I've, I'm in charge of finding the new host. And you know what? My conclusion is that it's me. I'm the new host. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. But uh, yeah. That did not last long or no. work out. Uh, immediately, shit came out about him. None of it really that bad, but, you know, no, everyone was already just like, who the fuck are you? So, yeah, it came out. He, he'd used some, some colorful language on a podcast a few years ago. He allegedly treated past employees kind of shitty. Um, and, uh, yeah. That was it. And then he's like, all right, fine. And fuck also, it. no one knows who he is, and think he, everyone thinks he sucks. So. That's the thing. is he, gotta... he probably could have lived very happily in the shadows for a very long time, making a lot of money as the executive producer of a very successful, long-running television series. Yeah, but he, instead, he was like, nope, it is now my time to step into the limelight. You saw this a lot, I, I, like, back in the day, at, like, Machinima and full screen and stuff like that. You'd have, like, people hired to be behind the scenes who uh, would... Very, uh, very strategically, you know, make their way on camera. Because mm -hmm. that was their plan all along. Yeah. And it's just hilarious. 
hilarious to see that same exact thing play out in a major uh, national television yeah. show that people are still trying to get in through the back door yeah. to a hosting position. Yeah. So yeah, that guy, he stepped back from the role. Now it's a fucking Mayim Bialik, the bing bong theory lady. <laughs> and she also sucks and has her own baggage. Yes. Uh, everything I read about her makes me dislike her even more. Mm-hmm. But uh, there were also a bunch of guest hosts that filled in over the past few months that would have been great. Uh, one of whom was former Jeopardy champion, Ken Jennings, who's generally beloved by fans and has found plenty of success Outside of the Jeopardy sphere as well, he's mm-hmm. currently hosting a TV show, I believe. That is, uh... he's a, he's on a trivia show. He's not like the host. He's, oh. he's, you have to beat uh, trivia geniuses. Oh, and I he's see. He's one of the trivia genius. I see. Okay. Well. Um, but he's also writer, podcasts, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So he's he's successful outside of the Jeopardy sphere. But at the time uh, when he, he didn't get picked, and none of these people that would have been great replacements got picked. Um, it wasn't known exactly what had caused the show to not go with Jennings. That could have been the fact that he's already on a separate game show, like we said, and didn't. Like, ABC was like, "Don't overdo it. We we don't want to cross pollinate or whatever." Uh, but it could have been his professional relationship with Bean Dad, or it could have been some old tweets. And yeah, it turns out it was the last two. Bean Dad. I haven't heard that. That was what, like four years ago? No, it was this year. <laughs> it was January of this year. Oh my God! From the Wall Street Journal by way of AV Club. The Wall Street Journal reports that Jennings' Twitter account contributed to him losing the job. One 2014 tweet in particular, nothing sadder than a hot person in a wheelchair. (laughs) 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 I mean, it's it's fucking, it's in poor, it's an extremely poor taste, but it's it's a great tweet. Especially coming from a guy who was the Jeopardy champion. Yeah. Come on. Uh, That was, uh, it was widely circulated in the lead up to Jennings' stint (laughs) as Jeopardy guest host. Uh, but it also resurfaced when he came to the defense of his Omnibus co-host, John Roderick, during the latter's Bean Dad fiasco. Oh, Bean Dad has a name. Uh, so it was drug up during that Bean Dad yeah. fiasco. And then ABC's like, well, now we can't ignore it again. No, nothing sadder than a hot person in a wheelchair. Listen, the the joke is in poor taste. Yeah. Is it in such poor taste that you can't host another uh, or be a guest on another uh, show on our network? No. no. But Jet, we do things a little differently. He's Jeff. a fucking, he's Mormon. Man, there's no dirt on this guy. Mm-hmm. Except he gets really upset when he sees hot people in wheelchairs. Ah, oh, this is so upsetting. What a shame. Uh, Jennings issued an apology on social media, but people familiar with the host selection process told Wall Street Journal that Jennings' image was tarnished by the tweets. Oh, come on. Executives at Sony reportedly cooled on Jennings in response to his Twitter activity. The tweets are also said to have impacted focus groups' reaction to Jennings. Quote, the succession plan started unraveling from there, the Wall Street Journal writes. Uh, so, there you go. Wow. Ever fire off a banger tweet if you want to host They're never going to find a, an actual host for this well, show. Well, it's just like, it's like, you know, in 20 years trying to find a president. Yeah. It's like, okay, look, uh, we got this guy. He's, he's, a, he's a Republican. He's running for office. Uh, uh, you know, otherwise, seems like a decent dude. Uh, didn't uh, use campaign finance funds to cover up uh, alleged sex crimes. Yeah. Didn't do any of that. Ah, but he did say something about uh, people in a wheelchair. Like, I mean, yeah. Look, the wheel. I'm sorry, I laughed, but it, I find that it's it's horrible, but it's also funny. It's it, on the same level of the Joker doing the Orange Julius in front of Martin Luther King. Yeah, it is the the very uh, like seemingly nice. I don't think it's uh, good. Yeah, it's, I, but it it's is Ken funny. Jennings, the the guy who won Jeopardy. Yeah. flawlessly, a fucking genius who is very buttoned up, clean cut, normal looking guy. Tweeting about t- tweeting it, and that's what makes it so ludicrous and funny. 
What's fucked up about this, though, is that why is he getting blamed for Bean Dad? Just because he's friend, he was supposed to like cut off Bean Dad out of his life because Bean Dad did a uh, that was the sacrifice. Bad, yeah, yeah, he was supposed to supposed to just give up his his old friend, the Bean Dad, just because Bean Dad uh, got ratioed on Twitter for well, like and the whole Bean Dad thing. Like that was another like he was clearly trying to be funny, but was it? Yeah, it was. But like, was it? And then when, and then when, yeah, it was supposed to be a joke. Clearly, it didn't. It it fell very flat. Did not land. It bombed. Yeah, they, people got mad at him. And then it, it became real for him. He got very defensive, and that, that's, and that spiraled even worse. Yeah, because that's then what he happened. started taking it. Yeah, he too. started. He started taking. He fed into what the, was the not initially te- intended to be serious. Seriously, but what happened? Ken was Jennings that, had nothing to do with yeah, any of this. But what happened was this. It happened literally at the time where Jeopardy was doing the guest host thing or about to start. So it's like, uh, by the way, this guy's also had like some some tweets. Um, and then, of course, they go to the focus group and they're like, what do you think about this guy, Ken Jennings? Oh, we love Ken Jennings. He's really funny. He's well, very personal. Well, did you know that well, he's you, friends with Bean Dad? Well, did you know about this tweet? And then, like, two people in the focus group laughed and they were kicked out. And the rest <laughs> of the people were like, actually, I kind of find that offensive. I mean, it is offensive. That's why it's funny. Yes. God damn it. Anyways. They're uh, never going to find a host. No, no. It's good. Jeopardy... Host it's gonna, is a precursor for what's going to happen in politics in the it's, future. It's going to be like the Roman Empire around like the year, I believe it was like around the year 100, where they were just going through, they were going through Caesars like every two to three years. Yeah. Like they just couldn't get one to stick. Well, I think it also, it also might be going forward, maybe a generational thing where it's like, yes, the, gen, the, the millennials and the elder Zoomers and the younger Gen X, they all lived through a time where everyone was posting everything, every thought, every photo, every everything. Yeah. So that's all just, like, people dig up shit from 10, 15 years ago, and they're like, look at that. And it's like, maybe this newer generation would be, is going to be like, no, I'm posting shit online. You see what happens? So there, it might be like just a one cleanse thing where it's like, yeah, if you post some dumb shit, you're going to get called out for it. You would hope so, but when you when you can post, you post. As people seen, do be posting. As we've seen. Yeah. Humans be posting. Anyways, in other Hollywood news, uh, you're already well aware of this by now, but the trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home was leaked. Wait, there's a new Spider-Man movie? It was leaked online last Sunday. It spread all over social media before Sony quickly sent out DMCA takedown requests, which helped to get more of the pr- more prominent posts taken down. But the damage was done. It was out there. So Sony had to release the full thing for everyone to see. That way they'd at least get to see it in the highest quality mm-hmm. possible. And look, this is fine. The, tra- the trailer's great. We're excited about the movie. It's it's fine. But uh, at this point, we just don't trust that this wasn't just some big planned publicity stunt. Oops. That was used to drive hype about a movie as CinemaCon news was about to take over. Uh-huh. Uh, trailers, they just don't leak online anymore. It just doesn't happen. Oh, but we're Sony. We get hacked all the time. Oh, no. Oh, no. North Korea just broke into our computers again. Yeah, but it's also a meme at this point <laughs> that anything related to Tom Holland just has to end in a leak. Mm. Like, Tom Holland just accidentally leaks everything yeah. because it's like... It's got very loose lips. Yeah, but uh, who knows? Either way, the trailer's out. People seem to love it, so I guess that's all that matters. Uh, and also in things that are out, uh, that Bob Ross documentary is now out, and I watched it this morning. I watched morning. it last night. It's, uh, it's very good. It's good. It made me real sad. Feel feel real bad for Steve Ross because like I knew about we covered the story, we covered it but like actually seeing him, he also he looks and sounds exactly like his dad yes. to the point of it being surreal. Uh, 
and yeah, yeah you if just, you just cut, if you just cut the mustache and goatee. Yeah, if yeah. you gave put a wig on him, yeah, he and yeah, you just feel fucking horrible for this guy. Um, yeah, the, and you know, if you watched our previous episode, there's not too much more that they go into with that. Although it's a, it's it's extremely interesting because it's a very firsthand look, and it's his yeah. son and his best friends and everyone talking about it. You, there is some stuff that you that you learn that's yeah. kind of like. Hmm. Very strange. Yeah. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. But the yeah, man had a lot of old ladies just pawing at him all the time. He had to eventually uh, let one through. <laughs> so, yes. But yeah, uh, it's uh, it's 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 very sad, and you know, it really kind of seems hopeless that anything is going to be done to correct it. And uh, you know, it's also kind of a it's just a bummer that you can't look at his. You can watch the stuff, but like knowing where that money's going to on yeah. Twitch, knowing where the money's going to when you buy Bob Ross mints or like yeah. anything like that, this it's huge going to this fucking company that essentially stole this man's name and likeness. Allegedly. Yeah, don't sue. Us. Watch the documentary. It's uh, it it is worth your time. It's it is very sad, but if you have any interest in Bob Ross alone, it's you're gonna be fascinated. Yeah, by and uh, and the good news is that he seems like a genuinely good dude, except for. Except for one, one little <laughs> one what? very weird <laughs> one. <laughs> very strange <laughs> And his son seems like a nice guy too. Yeah. Who is uh adjusting as best he can to having to live through all Steve of this. seems like a good dude. And yeah, it's very clear that he has come out of hiding in recent years, which is great. Yeah. Because it seemed like for about two decades there he was fucking off the map. And you find out why here. So yeah. uh yeah, definitely recommend that. That came out this week. Um, but, uh, yeah, in the meantime, check out our most recent videos. We have a new episode of Tech News Day over here, and then the video that, uh, about the Milk Crate Challenge, which is still ongoing. Uh, I saw a cop do it and fall off. That was funny. That was a good one. I think someone died doing it. Someone, uh, someone cracked their skull open and is probably in extremely bad shape, but they don't believe they died. Okay. But there well, was also, there was a drive-by shooting one where there was a drive-by in the middle of people doing it, and several people died in that. So, um, Yeah. Nothing good can come of this. No. You don't want any part of this. Stay away. Stay away. Watch our videos. Uh, subscribe, like, comment, and we'll see you soon for Weekly Weird News. Tip.